Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and this podcast is sponsored by the Members Academy. This week we're focusing on general training IELTS because I've got lots of students in the Academy who do general training and I do think they get a bit neglected some of the time. So um, I've devoted this week to general training and you can see I've posted some general training letters already and today I'm starting with a reading. Now, the readings for general training, the first two tend to be like real life topics, as you'll see here, things that you would read in everyday life. But passage three is very often an academic text, very similar to academic IELTS. Um, But general training is no easier than academic IELTS. And I think you'll see that when you hear uh, the listening today or hear the reading today. Um, There are lots of tricks and very difficult vocabulary. Um, So I think the skills are useful for anybody preparing for the IELTS exam. But the topic today is all about the young person's rail card. And this is taken from book nine. And It is broken up into kind of headings like you'd see a leaflet, any kind of information leaflet to do with any kind of rail card that you buy. Um, The leaflet or the information tells you uh, who can apply for this young person's rail card. So it tells you... um, you know, you don't have to be just a student. There are other people who could be eligible. Um, then it tells you when you can use it, certain conditions about using it. And the second half is then more detailed information. So today we're just looking at the first half. And there are seven questions only and they are gap fill. And you are allowed three words Um, for each gap. So let's look at each gap first and then I'm going to read the text to you and I'd like you to try and guess what you think would come in that gap. And remember you are allowed three words. So just for listening practice the text starts with an introduction It says, a young person's rail card gives young people the opportunity to purchase discounted rail tickets across Britain. Just imagine where it could take you. To festivals, to see distant friends or to London for a weekend break. Then the first heading is who can apply. And the first question is... Railcard applicants over 25 need to be involved in something. Now, you can probably guess this from your general knowledge that if you are over 25, there's going to be a special condition of how you can use this card. So listen to the text. It says absolutely anybody between 16 and 25 can apply. You will need to provide proof that you are under 26 years of age. For this, only your birth certificate, driving licence, passport or medical card will be acceptable. Alternatively, if you are a mature student over this age, but in full-time education, you can also apply. 
Okay, so you can see the synonyms. If you are a mature student, that means over the age of 25. But they don't say that. They say if you are a mature student over this age, which means 25. But in full-time education, you can also apply. So this was probably guessable that if you are a full-time student, even if you're over 25, then you can get this card. So the gap said rail card applicants over 25 need to be involved in full-time education. Full-time has a hyphen full-time, which means it's one word. But you are allowed three words anyway, so full-time education would be three words, but it is actually two words because full-time is one word. <laughs> Question number two. Um, it says, for mature full-time students, one of the photographs submitted must be signed and something. So the text says, um, in order to prove your eligibility, that's a good word, eligibility means if you are eligible, if you have the right to apply, in order to prove your eligibility, you will need to get your head teacher, tutor or head of department to sign the application form, as well as one of your photos the latter also needing to be officially stamped. So there's something about the photos as well as one of your photos, the latter, meaning the last thing that they mentioned, needs to be officially stamped. So when we look at the gaps, it says one of the photographs submitted must be signed and and the answer, of course, is officially stamped. And you do need those two words because if you just say stamped, well, anybody could stamp it. It has to be officially stamped. Like your IELTS certificate, I suppose. In question number three, it says, at certain times of the year, there are no something for rail card holders at any time of day. Now, this is quite a tricky one and I had to check the answers. So we're looking for something. There are no something for rail card holders at any time of day at certain times of the year. And in the text, it says you can use it at any time. Weekends, bank holidays or during the week. But if you travel before 10 a.m. Monday to Friday except during July and August, minimum fares will apply. Now, that's written in the kind of positive sense that if you travel before 10 a.m., Monday to Friday, minimum fares will apply. But except du during July and August. So, during July and August, there will be no minimum fares. So that is your answer. At certain times of the year, there are no minimum fares. Two words, and it's a plural, of course. Question number four says, if your rail card doesn't have your something, it will be impossible to use it for travel. 
Is this guessable? What do you need to have on your rail card? Well, the answer in the text says, in cases where a rail card does not bear the user's signature, it will be treated as invalid. Now, here you can see how difficult this is, really, in terms of language and vocabulary. Um, if it does not bear the user's signature. So the answer is, if it doesn't have your signature, it will be impossible to use it. Impossible to use it, the synonym is invalid. Um, so signature is the answer. Uh, notice they do check your spelling. Um, sign, of course, is different pronunciation from signature, but it doesn't matter. You just copy it from the text. Question number five says the benefits of a rail card are not transferable to space. So I think you could guess this and find it easily in the text. So not transferable to something. It says neither your rail card nor any tickets bought with it may be used by anybody else. So the benefits of the rail card are your rail card itself and the tickets that you bought with it, but they are not transferable to anybody else. That's two words. Anybody is one word. Else makes it two words. Question number six, if you have no ticket but boarded a train at a station without any something, you will still be eligible for a discounted ticket. So I think this is quite cultural, you know, if you live in the UK, um, sometimes the station doesn't have a ticket machine. So if the station didn't have a ticket machine and you got on the train, you have to buy your ticket on the train, but you can still use your ticket. So the text says, unless there are no purchase facilities available at the station where you began your journey, you will be required to pay the full fare if you are unable to produce a valid ticket for inspection during a journey. Now, again, it's kind of written in the negative unless there are no purchase facilities. But the statement is positive. If you have no ticket and you got on the train with from a station without any purchase facilities. So that is the answer. Purchase facilities, which means a ticket machine, basically, or somebody at a desk you will still be eligible for a discounted ticket. Very tricky, that one. So it's two words, purchase facilities, meaning a facility to buy the ticket. Question number seven and the last one today before we do the timetable tomorrow. It says, if rail card holders wish to use the Eurostar network, they must pay the something. You could guess this. Reduced rate tickets are not available for first class travel or for Eurostar links to France and Belgium. Passengers will be charged the full rate if they want to use these services. So it says 
If railcard holders wish to use the Eurostar network, they must pay the full rate um, or fare, F-A-R-E. They also accept that as an answer. But it's two words allowed and the correct answer is full rate. So there we have section one, the first half of the general training reading. As you can see, it's based on real life, um, a real life <laughs> thing that you might read rather than a kind of academic article that you might never read. Um, but it doesn't make that doesn't make it any easier, to be honest. So listen out tomorrow and I will look at part two of this reading and I will publish the full thing on my website as soon as possible. That's IELTSETC.com. If you go there, you will be able to get the text and the answers and the explanations so you can practice yourself at home. Thanks for listening today. Let me know if you have any special requests for general training. I'd like to say hi to Anna today, who has asked me for a few more listening parts, part ones. Hi, Anna. And I'll try and get those done as soon as possible, too. Bye for now. Bye.